You're listening to In My DM Podcast. I'll be having one-on-one conversations with the movers and shakers of the Des Moines Metro. We're discovering what makes Des Moines the fastest growing city in the Midwest. I'm Crystal and I'm your host. I'm a West Side transplant, pop culture enthusiast, beauty blogger, and solo entrepreneur. This is In My DM Podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode six of In My DM Podcast. I'm Crystal and I'm your host. Today we are interviewing Lacey Cornwell of Ritual and Company and we are coming at you from the Berm House. Pretty exciting because this is the first time I've interviewed anyone here. So you're like the first person in podcast land who's actually seen the inside of it. So that's exciting. I have known Lacey for probably about two years since I started my business and she's very um, inspiring. She's also, her business is very unique. It's something that I've never really thought of or even heard of. So Lacey Cornwell, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for having me. So this is exciting. Ritual & Co. is pretty fresh. We kicked off officially, I'd say in January. And the idea is that Ritual is coaching for your business and your life. This is about what's holding you back or tripping you up when you're going through a change and you're hitting your transition in your life or in your business, or you're just running into something over and over. And as an entrepreneur, you're just struggling a little bit with how to move forward. And so what I really do is come in and help people take intentional action forward. And some of that looks like rituals that show up in your daily life. So that's where the name ritual comes from. Once you decide to take that intentional action, there's just things you need to implement in your day-to-day life to keep that moving forward. What is your formal background and what experience do you have as a coach? Yeah, so I would say, I mean, I have a degree in business and leadership studies and also a a certificate in change management from Cornell. But really the experience comes from growing up with entrepreneurial family. I mean, my family owned a small business. I worked for a small business all through high school and college and afterward. And then going into the corporate world, I really had the opportunity to work with leadership teams and we had really amazing consultants come in from all over the world with just different perspectives and ways that they did things and learned from them. And most recently, I consulted with a company and had a mentor here locally that focused exclusively on entrepreneurial businesses. And didn't you work for Pioneer at one point? I did. I worked for Pioneer for 10 years. Is there a particular moment when you thought, you know, because you're so in tune with so many of the small businesses in our town, just with you getting around and talking to everybody and having a toe in, it seems like kind of in everybody's business. It's like you kind of know what's going on. You stay very well connected to everyone. So is there ever a time that you thought like, I really need to organize something so that I can be here for these women because there's clearly a need? So yeah, what I realized for sure is two things. One is that there's kind of a gap in coaching is a big thing right now and people can find coaches all over but as an entrepreneur with a small business being a solopreneur or just a woman going through a life change those really aren't accessible to everyone so a there's a price point thing a solopreneur that's good yeah yeah. i've never heard that term i mean when you're a startup or you're just you're just really just giving your passion to something even as a as a hobby or a nonprofit, the the kind of like buy-in to get to have a coach is a expense and so 
that's one of the things is the need is there because it's just not accessible to everybody, but it's even more valuable for someone that's working alone. So if there's just, they con women are constantly and men, but just this community of women that I've been around and just the questions and wanting to network and just really this need for further conversation and diving deep and getting input is certainly there. So I will say that we felt that, but the other thing was I really struggled for a while with trying to decide if I was going to go just the business route or life coaching route and really found out that I wanted to go with both. I think that as an entrepreneur doing stuff you're on your own, you're taking that with you when you go home at the end of the day, it's your whole life. And so I think it just applies to all aspects. And that's really when I was able to move forward and launch the business when I got crystal clear on the fact that the need was holistic and we did need it in our business and our life. When we started talking about this, when the conversation even started, I remember every time you've come in just to get your brows done and you're like, so what do you need in your business? Anything? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I need a lot of things, but in my mind, I was like, but it's things that you can't really help me with. Like as a client, I think, I mean, she's not going to be able to sit down and talk about my finances with me. That's weird. But then when you started talking about what your business is, I thought, wow, this is a person that I can sit down and talk about all of the things that, number one, I don't want to take home at the end of the day. I don't want to come home and complain to Jason about how I can't figure out X, Y, and Z, or why does this happen, or where can I find this? Because, yes, he's interested, and yes, he's helpful, but he it's not his job. It's my job. Oh. So it was really nice that I have the option of having someone, like a third party, mm -hmm. that has the experience and has the knowledge to help me to where it's literally not just a sounding board it's someone that can help you they can push you in the right direction they can give you ideas they can tell you about their experiences in business and um, help you move forward that way so I think it's very it's brilliant really yeah, and that's Good the idea. idea is that you are you and you know and other women that I work with right you're a go-getter you obviously have launched your business the ideas are there the passions there but we're just in our own heads we know that we know how much is just like spinning in our whether it's ideas or whether it's the fear whatever it is there's just so much going on in our heads and we just can't get that out by talking to ourselves right and and you think Nobody wants to hear this. I don't want to complain because I am grateful to have this business. And I'm pretty sure that I'm speaking for every small business owner. You don't want to complain about your business because you don't want to jinx it. or But there are actual concerns there. And you should mm -hmm. have someone to talk to. If it's not your spouse, then it should be someone. Yeah. So I, I think it's really great what you're doing. There is a retreat aspect to your business. Tell us why. Tell us what it looks like. And tell us why it's important. Yes. So that is the other big portion of connecting this life and business thing was thinking about an entrepreneur as kind of a life, I say the life cycle, but really even on an annual basis. So in a corporate company or a large company, you're going to go through, you're going to set your quarterly goals and move through, going to have an annual meeting and review those. But as an entrepreneur, and especially when you're working in a small partnership or just alone, you don't you only have yourself. And so my idea was at the end of a year or any time in a year, but, you know, at, through this cycle, you may not need that annual meeting or that time to to do that, but you need some time to reflect and just be around other women. Again, I'm foc my business does focus mainly on women, so I want to clarify that. I have worked work with some partnerships that are that are men and women, but you'll hear me say that a lot. But I mean, I just think bringing a group of women together that 
have similar, you know, their businesses may be nothing alike, but they're entrepreneurs, they're struggling with the same things. They've got homes to keep up with and families to keep up with and, and businesses to run. And they're passionate about that, but they really just need a break. So there's that part of just getting away and taking the time to reflect and refueling in that way just during that life cycle of, of an entrepreneur. But the other part of it is what it looks like is building community, you know, coming in again with these women that are a lot like you, taking time to reflect on what's gone on in the last three months or six months or however long it's been since you really had a moment to just stop and pause and do that. You know, this looks, you, you're saying somewhere, you know, so we've had one retreat that was a little more like glamping that we just wrapped up and you're there, you're taking that time, but you're waking up. We did some meditation, did some yoga. So certainly that just reflection and quiet time. But we did some challenge, you know, really challenge people too, and ask some hard questions and get them to reflect. And then the biggest thing is at the end of that, making sure that whatever your key takeaways are, we take the time to figure out how you're going to implement those going forward. Because we all know that when we take time, we have great ideas or we go to a conference and we're so fired up, but then really just taking a few of those items and making them actionable moving forward. So it's really, again, a holistic thing. It's really about self, but it's also, there's some, some growth aspects there too, because you've got women who are just amazing and smart and doing some of these same things that you are, that you get to spend time with while you're there. While you're at a retreat, you have motivational speakers, you have, I know you have yoga, and I know you have other relaxing, you know, meditation and things, but do you have things that would be helpful for entrepreneurs as well? Like people who can come in and tell you about why it's important that you do these relaxation techniques or why it's important that you take time to yourself. So yes, as we have people come in that might be doing, leading a meditation or doing yoga, and we've had some people come in with different expertise that they will talk about some of the benefits and definitely people that are experts in those areas. What's really cool, though, is some of the women that attend these might be people that run a yoga studio or run these. So we've been able to build some partnerships, too, where women are able to share their own expertise and kind of give from that aspect. The other thing I'd say is that's a lot of what I'm able to do at the retreat is kind of feel out who we have there, what they're struggling with, and take some time to dive into some of those useful tools or resources or rituals that you can create in your life that you can take forward with you outside of that retreat you have a b there's a correlation there i just thought about that because it had something to do with a ritual so when we were i was working with someone to design my logo and they asked if we had any kind of symbolism or anything that we'd like to use in the logo and i was trying to think if there was anything that had any meaning to me and a b popped into my head so i you know as you do googled it and found this and it's you know it's about the bee symbolizing community and brightness and personal power and following the bee to discover a new destination and i thought yeah that's it you know it's really about i'm community is my heart so whether i'm doing things for business or just in my life bringing people together is really where my heart and passion is and obviously personal power i mean everything there's just so much within us that we don't even realize that we just don't know how powerful we are but then that's my role. I feel like it's to help people. They know where they want to go and they've got everything inside of them, but to help them, you help guide them to that new destination and really help them get there. So that just hit it. I mean, just hit it just right. And I was like, yes, absolutely. And so the B became a part of the logo and I love that's it. where it is. So I think the uh, retreat aspect of it is very unique also, because I feel like when I go to um, a community event where there's just a group of women, a lot of times I feel like it's just kind of um, maybe a stay-at-home mom who just kind of needs some time to herself or somebody who works at, say, Wells Fargo who also just wants some time to 
to chill. I feel like a retreat that's solely for entrepreneurs, I feel like that's kind of a, a whole different ball game because you have, you know, six or seven other women who are literally experiencing the same worries that you have, the same stress at the end of the day, you know, just worrying about weird things like, am I going to be able to pay all the bills this month because I don't know if I'm going to have enough revenue or things like that. So I, I really feel like having uh, retreats with all like-minded women is important because you can take care of different things, you know, with different conversations. So yeah, I thought that was really, really smart. So I don't, and how many have you done? Three retreats total. We've only done, the future plan of these is to have them more weekend long retreats. We've only done one that's a weekend long that was like an overnight thing where you just got to be in it the entire time. But we launched our retreats. Again, Ritual wasn't formally launched, but the January of last year, I did a day and a half retreat with a group of women. And that was when I knew. I mean, what came out of that and the relationships that were formed with that was when I just didn't feel like I could leave that behind in my business. I didn't think I could just go the business route and go in and do consulting without bringing in that personal side and helping people build those relationships. I love it because I feel like I could just really look forward to that. Even if it's a mini retreat, I could just really look forward to it, walk in there, set my luggage down next to me, have a glass of wine and just kind of unload and on people who understand and who can give valuable feedback. Mm -hmm. So that's really great. Yeah. And that's the idea too behind workshops is that everyone really just realistically, again, it goes back to if you're a startup too, it may just be a a money and a, you know, a financing something like a weekend away can, can still be a commitment, but I really have this idea to do free and, We've done some, but some free and just low cost workshops where you still get that same community aspect because my heart is really in that. It's just making this accessible to everybody because the more that we can help each other and move forward. I mean, we want businesses thriving and growing and especially in our small communities. So we have our first formal coaching soon, you and I. Tell the audience what it's going to look like. How? What are we going to do? What steps do you go through? That sort of thing. So we had a discussion, which is usually how these things start. Again, Crystal and I have a, you know, relationship where I've known her for two years, but we were just in conversation and we kind of did what the first step normally is, which is we just started talking and kind of saying, how are you feeling about things and what's tripping you up or what are you thinking about moving forward? So we already kind of did that step last time we talked and that's what I would do with any um, new client. We might go out for coffee or you meet up and just kind of talk about where things are at and what you think you're struggling with, what you think you might need help with, and sometimes some other things come out. So we've already done that part. So the next step really is always go back to whether defined or undefined with someone I'm working with is your your real foundation. So you're we're going to talk about where you're at with your mission and your core values and who who you believe your target audience to be and whether you have that well defined or whether you don't, you have it within you because you have this passion and you've started this. So I do that with every client as well. We're just going to make sure we have that stuff tangible and on paper because working alone that you'll find that that becomes your sounding board. So even if you didn't have a third party in the room, what happens next time you have to make a decision is you've got that stuff so well defined that you're able to go back to those foundational things. And you don't, ha- it doesn't have to be all in your heart and your head. You can make a decision just based on these things you've outlined as the foundation of your business. But then once we go through that, really just identifying what those, the things that you're either struggling to make a decision on for a next step or somewhere that you've already identified that there's a roadblock that you need to go through. We're going to brainstorm all the ways that, you know, really just have another person to bounce that off with. And so much of this, again, is within you. It's in your head and you just haven't been able to get it out and have conversation around it. So really just brainstorm through what it's like to 
to take that next step and get through there relate that back to your foundational things and your values and your mission and your why and how much time you have to commit to this and see which ones of those next steps align and then really build out that action plan. Usually for the next, the best way to do that is to look at the next 90 days and just be like, what's going to take me a step further in the next 90 days toward taking this next step in my business? You know, that's without detail. I don't know how, you know, we're talking about your podcast is what we're going to be working through in your session. We can tackle a lot of different problems and and talk about a lot of different things. The main thing to know is that my job is really just to dive in and ask you questions and it's all within you. You just are holding it all in your head and your heart and not able to to move forward sometimes because it's really hard to balance all that out when you're just talking in your own head. One thing that kind of clicked the light on in my head about Ritual and Co. is when we were talking about trading services. Mm -hmm. And this is for every business out there because you guys we all have something that we trade whether it's you know clothes or essential oils or you know services or anything like that we all think oh well you know I'll just trade this for that and it'll save me some money and it'll save them some money but you told me no don't do it that's a no no don't do it yeah that's a no no so I again everyone may not agree with this but here's the deal we grow up with so much in our heads around money and money blocks is a real deal guys so um the thing is is when you well two things we value other humans too so what happens when we barter or trade and don't hand people money for their doing especially in a small business or startup and you're just getting started is you just don't get used to accepting the value for what you're worth and knowing that, you know, when I hand you that money for the service that you provided, you know that that service is worth a dollar amount. And so part of it is just that is just really owning your worth and and feeling that it's still okay to do things for free or offer services up when it's coming from your heart. I mean, there's still something really good and awesome about being able to give something away that you want to give away that you don't feel any bitterness over. But when it comes down to that trading, I mean, even if it seems like it's $20 for $20, like really exchanging it in the format in which you you accept payment, it just does a lot for your psyche and your mind. And it's just, so it's true. a real deal. So Because I do think, you know, I'll, for example, I'll trade someone a hair color service for like a lash lift. You know, I'll keep in the back of my mind, this person, I still owe them a lash lift. And when I see them on the schedule, I'm like, oh man, I forgot about that lash lift. I'm going to have to do that. But if I give away a free facial for a, you know, a newly diagnosed cancer patient in the community and they're doing a fundraiser Mm -hmm. and I see, oh, so-and-so won that facial, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad they donated that money and I'm excited to do their facial. So I definitely can see where that mental block comes in. Yeah. So that is really true. Yeah. And I mean, I think and just for ritual, like I have a policy where pretty much any new startup or nonprofit or anything that I'll do a four hour session for them for free, because that's where my heart is, right? Like I know you just started, you're figuring this out or you're a nonprofit. So that's something I do because that's part of my passion and, and just my heart for this. But yeah, when it, I mean, I, it's so funny. I can just think of scenarios where it seems so small but where I just have to tell people, like, I know this seems silly, but I'm going to send you the $20 in PayPal and you, you know, you send me the 20, you know, so it's just, we just got to change our mindset on that. And just every time realizing, and then feeling the gratitude when you get that payment. A lot of us, I guess, with this small, small business mentality or whatever, we would all just give it away. We'd give it away all of it for free, just because we love sharing our art or our, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that we love. So it is, I think it's a very valuable 
lesson mm-hmm. too that you really do need to keep in mind that you know having a, a monetary value on something is is important so tell us about like yourself so you're you're married and you have how many kids i have two kids an eight-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl and you so you stopped working at pioneer how long ago was that your last the last time you were so i was at pioneer for 10 years went to another local company for a year just to get some i I don't know. I knew I wanted to take the leap and I just wasn't quite ready. So I went and got a little bit. I did business analysis just because it was another area I kind of fiddled in in my time in business and then took the leap. So that's been about two years ago that I left corporate completely. Right. And so you just you've always had this idea just kind of swirling around and you're like, how do I make this manifest into something like tangible? And so now you you have it. Yeah. And that's exciting. It is exciting. It is. So what is the. uh the best way to contact you for a coaching session uh, or just to follow along with you? Like, I know you have a Instagram. Do you also have Facebook? I have a Facebook page. I, I do not have a website up and running yet. I'm working on that. But um, Instagram, it's at that ritual life. Do you have an email address that people can contact you for coaching or do you really want them to reach out via social media? They can reach out via email, but currently because we don't have the website all set up, it's just LaceyCornwellConsulting at gmail.com. Fantastic. Are you a native, a transplant, or a captive? I am a transplant. Where are you from? From Florida originally, Central Florida. Central Florida. So Disney? Yeah, about an hour and a half north of Disney. So University of Florida. I'm really close to Gainesville. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I grew up in Ocala. I didn't. Did I know that? Maybe because you have ties to Ocala also. I lived in Gainesville for about six months. And yeah, Taylor's dad lives there. Yeah, I was born in Lake City, but raised in Ocala area. It's a really nice area. I remember when we lived in Gainesville, I was like, God, I want to go to the beach so bad. And one day we drove three hours to Ormond, Ormond Beach. Mm -hmm. It was so nice because it's like a natural beach. So there's not, they don't like chew up the sand and make Mm -hmm. it all perfectly pristine. And you can drive your car right up to the water. So you can just like pop your hatch and hang out and have your cooler. Good memories. (laughs) Good times. Do you own a ray gun shirt? So funny story. I don't like T-shirts. I don't like things up around my neck. So like I love ray gun. We are, you know, big fans, big supporters. We buy a lot of gifts from there. My kids, when they were babies, had the shirts that say, I've been listening to NPR since conception or whatever. (laughs) So my husband's a big, I mean, we're both public radio supporters, but my husband listens to NPR quite a bit. So, um, and my husband owns quite a few. So yeah, I don't personally have one though, which is funny. uh, What's his favorite? Or your favorite shirt of his. So he has a shirt that says, I, I don't know exactly how it's worded, but it's basically like, I'm so native. Like, I I still call it Sec Taylor because Principal Park, the Iowa Cub Stadium used to be called Sec Taylor. Um, uh, and it is a corporate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now called Principal Park. And so, so it's, he's very native. Yeah, it's something about like, so old or so something, I still call it Sec Taylor. So that's cool. Super fun. What is the most quintessentially Des Moines thing that you can think of? Oh, I hate this because I know so many people say the fair, but just being a transplant, that was what everyone told me about when I moved here. That and taco pizza. Yeah. Like I never (laughs) heard of putting tacos and pizza in the same thing until I moved to Des Moines. (laughs) So the funniest thing, when we were living in Texas, Jason would go buy a pizza crust. He would get the refried beans. He would make the taco meat. He would put the Doritos on everything himself and we would have our own like DIY taco pizza (laughs) and then when we came here for the first time for like Thanksgiving or something together the first Casey's that we passed was three hours from where we were living and I was like 
we could just make a little day trip and have taco pizza. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that was weird. And so was walking tacos. I had never heard of that before oh, That's either. true. Yeah, I'm like, with you that? too on that. Scotcheroos, I'd never heard of either. But I don't even know what that is. Uh-oh, i got to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Waveland, biscuits and gravy, yes or no? Yes, and crispy hash browns from there. Yum. <laughs> I love Waveland. So good. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming out here today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me and for welcoming me into your home. So this is super awesome, too, to get to see something a little bit different out here. Absolutely. Well, you guys, if you are interested in any entrepreneur coaching, life coaching, a combination of the two, Lacey is your gal. So give her a follow on Ritual & Co. And that is at that ritual life on Instagram. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, it's Crystal back on again. So Lacey and I just sat down for about an hour and we talked about the direction that this podcast is going. Like many of you, I would really like to make my hobby a business because who who doesn't want to? And I really feel like sitting down with Lacey helped me out quite a bit and I thought that I would use my experience with her as kind of like a cosine on the episode that we just did. So my problem that I was having is that when I'm doing my podcast, I'm just kind of on autopilot. You know, I think of a guest, I send either a message on social media or I send an email and await for their response. The message that I send is pretty generic. Then they let me know if they're interested or not. And then I'll look in my planner for a date. I try to usually keep my schedule full about a month in advance, one person every week. Then I meet with them, we interview, I edit, and I post the podcast. So that's what I've been doing for six episodes now. And uh, I didn't really have much of a direction. And so when Lacey and I sat down, she asked some very specific questions where you needed to give pretty specific answers. And then, you know, the the meeting that we just had was not even a full meeting. It was just a very condensed version of what she does. But I still came away from that meeting with like five or six different points that she made of things that I need to work on. I'm telling you guys, Lacey is brilliant. She has a great brain for business. She has a great passion for people, especially women entrepreneurs, because I really feel like we have been blessed with a very unique set of responsibilities when it comes to our families. Whether you're married or not, have children or not, we still have many things that we have to accomplish in a day. And when you throw a business on top of that, I mean, it almost becomes unobtainable for a person to complete all of the tasks that we have to do in a day. Um and people call us Wonder Woman or whatever. And I don't care what it looks on the outside or who you are. Uh, something is suffering. If it's your mental health, if it's your family life, it's your business life. There's so many things that we have to do. It's almost impossible to do them all in a day. So I really feel like that's where Lacey can step in because she understands what it's like. And she knows from a corporate level, from a personal level, and just from seeing everyone that she knows that's a small business owner, seeing what they have to deal with day in and day out. So I really feel like just the hour that I sat down with Lacey made a big difference in the direction of this podcast. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. I'm being very candid. Uh, I think she's great. 
So if it sounds like something that you would like to do, reach out to Lacey. I really feel like it's well worth it. So yes, I'll talk to you guys very soon. Thank you so much for listening and for making this podcast a success. Honestly, I couldn't do it without you. Much love. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of In My DM. If you have someone in mind who is unique, interesting, or motivational, and they live, work, or play in one of the six counties that make up the Des Moines Metro, these are Polk, Dallas, Madison, Jasper, Guthrie, or Warren counties, please send an email to inmydmpodcast at gmail.com because I'd love to hear about them. Oh, 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 oh,